Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Thunder Buddies podcast. I'm Joe Masato, joined by Barry Trammell, here to recap the Thunder's 126 to 98 loss to the Sacramento Kings on Sunday night in Sacramento. Uh, this is, um, well, it's now early Monday morning, but the Thunder played a back-to-back at Golden State on Saturday, at Sacramento on Sunday. They bust over. Um, the Thunder lost by 39 points, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, 39 points on Saturday. We'll get to that in a little bit. We're going to go out of order here. We're going to start with Sunday. And then followed it up with a 28-point loss to the Kings. Barry, I want to start with something big picture. Um We've, we've talked about a ton of losses recently. Thunder's lost 21 of the last 22. We've talked about the lottery odds. Maybe it's the back-to-back. Maybe it's all these 9 o'clock games and uh, making me a little sleepy. But this was like this, this was like the point in the season with only a few games left. It's hard. It was hard for me to stay engaged. Maybe it's a 28-point loss to the Kings. Uh, at least Steph Curry kept me entertained last night. But, boy, these uh, – these are getting a little tough. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I don't know. I I didn't know what to ask anybody last night. I asked Mark Begnold about the bus trip. What's he going to do on the bus ride from San Francisco to Sacramento? I didn't ask him anything tonight. I didn't know what to ask. It's just it's it's just uh, the same old thing. I mean, they just they're non-competitive. It's one thing is Steph Curry throwing in 49 points in three quarters, but they're getting blitzed by Sacramento, for crying out loud. That's just playing without, you know, two of its best players. So, yeah, there's no, there's been like no zero suspense in any of these. No, games. no, 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 no. The only, uh, you know, here, here's the, here's the Kings by quarter, 33, 38, and uh, 35. And then, you know, only scored 20 points in the fourth quarter. But, you know, the lead just kept mounting there, led by – let's see, they won by – Thunder uh, – Kings won by 28, led by as many as – I think it was 36. 35. 35, okay. 35 was the biggest lead. It's just not – you know, it's just non-competitive, and frankly, it's the best thing. Uh, a Parade, Thunder's in third place in the upside-down standings. They're in third place, so third place gets the 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 best odds, along with first and second, best odds for the overall number one pick. So, um, yeah, I mean it's there. It's totally the best thing, and you know we we knew it was heading in in this direction. Um, but yeah, I mean you the, the lottery odds. You, you look at it. This is this is what <laughs> this is what the Thunder has been working for. <coughs> Excuse me, a 14% chance at the number one pick, which those bottom three or top three, whatever you want to say, they all have a 14% chance at a number one pick. And then you have a 52% chance at a top four pick. So now you look at it, 
The Thunder has a 52% chance at a top four pick and a 48% chance that um, Houston's pick falls to them at number five. So, you know, those those dreaming about the ideal scenario of one ver- one and five, it got more likely. It's still not likely, but it got more likely after tonight. And um, just just the ultimate effort down the stretch by the Thunder after like a surprisingly competitive first half to be completely non-competitive in the second half to get to this point. Royce Young of ESPN tweeted this out from Stats and Info. The Thunder's been outscored by 490 points in their last 25 games, the worst margin of defeat by any team in any 25-game span in NBA history. The previous worst was the 92-93 Mavs by 489 points. So the Thunder beat the record by one point, which was a that's a pretty good stat. Well, they, they, it is, and it shows the, the discrepancy and the, the one-sidedness of the games. The Thunder is, uh, I think it's now 10.7 is their, uh, is their uh, point differential uh, per game. And that's the biggest in the NBA since the 2011-12 uh, Bobcats, who went nine and 57, could have threatened to have the worst record in the league history if if the uh, season had had uh, been in the regulation 82 games. That was the 66 game season. So it's historic. Uh, it's historic. Yeah. These to, lineups in a full season, how they've played the second half, I, there's no way they'd get 10 wins like in a, if this was like the, the lineup for a full season. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, I thought, I thought, you know, Poku uh, was the most uh, telling after, you know, I asked the guys how they're holding up after the game. And Poku said, he said, everybody knows what we're doing. He said, everybody, and he didn't necessarily mean tanking, but what he means is they're just playing a bunch of young guys and they're sitting all the veterans and, and they're good players and they're just, you know, they're just out there seeing what they can do without, without really, uh, really trying to get a win or trying to – winning is not the priority. And most years it is, and this year it's not. And um, – the results are what we've been seeing, which is first half blowout followed by spending the extending the league, and then the fourth quarter could go either way. So, um, the, the, it's getting old. It's getting tiring for everybody. Coaches have got to be tired of it. The players have got to be tired of it. The broadcasters, the fans. I know we've got little less else to say in our podcasts or when we write it up. So good news is only three games left, only three games left. We'll try to pick out some interesting tidbits in this one. They are a little difficult to find, but one was um, this might've been like the most inexperienced group. The Thunder could have put out today because not only um, obviously we don't have to like chase out, obviously Mascala still, but um, Ty Jerome was out with a calf strain. Lou Dort was out with a hip strain. So the Thunder started um, Teo Maladon, he's 6'5 at point guard. Poku and Baisley, 7 foot and 6'8 on the wing. Isaiah Roby, 6'8 at power forward. And Moses Brown, 7'1 at center. 
Um, that was just a crazy lineup. I mean, it was like Poku is playing shooting guard, and it's basically the position he's played the whole year, but you don't usually see him in, in the starting lineup in that role. Usually Lou Dort is out there, but basically Poku started for Dort. Um, and, you know, that group did not play well together, of, of course, but it was at least interesting to see, you know, Poku and Baisley out there playing on the wing and um, Roby and Moses Brown down low. Yeah, um, let's see. So let's – they say Maladone 6'5". I don't go for that. He doesn't look at it at all to me. Yeah, I, I've always wondered about that as well. That's bogus. I'm going to say 6'2". He might be 6'3", but let's give him 6'3". six 6'3". Baisley 6'8", Poku 7'0", Roby 6'8", um, and and Moses Brown 7'2". I mean, that's a that's a huge starting five. Um it's not conducive to a well-balanced, solid starting unit, but it's incredibly tall. Um, not too many teams have ever started two seven-footers, much less, you know, two more power forwards. They basically started two seven-footers plus two power forwards. That's what the Thunder did tonight. Yeah. So – it's odd. It's it, it's a very odd situation. It know? made it made for some odd bench units as well. I mentioned all those guys that were out. Well, to add on to that, Kenrich Williams, who's you know one of the most solid players on the team, and Tony Bradley, who's quite solid as well. They both were just benched tonight and did not play. They would help. Um, not certainly not a win, but maybe a little more competitive. Um, so the Thunder started the second quarter. What do you think of this group, Barry? Sfimi Hailuk, who's a first-round pick, by the way, Charlie Brown Jr., Josh Hall, Gabrielle Deck, and Jalen Horde. So is Mihailuk out there with four undrafted players? One is Charlie Brown on a 10-day. One is Josh Hall on a two-way. One is Gabrielle Deck, uh, who just arrived. And one is – and another is Jalen Horde, who's on a two-way. That was just like – I mean, that was their second unit tonight. Yeah, it's – just nuts. It's just crazy. Um, you know, this team is a little bit less interesting when Ty Jerome doesn't play, when Kenrich Williams doesn't play. You know, I've said it. I'll keep saying it. Josh Hall doesn't do much for me when he's out there. Charlie Brown. Uh, it was uh, you know, Jalen Hoard did play well. Jalen Hoard does some things. And, like, I think Dagnall yes. put it well after the game. He said he, he's not sexy at all. He doesn't do anything flashy. But, like, he does his job. He's solid on both ends. He doesn't, like, make a ton of mistakes. Um, so, so Jalen Hoard, props to him, because I think he's done a pretty solid job in there. Yeah. So, um, I don't know that he's assured himself a place in the NBA next season, but he's definitely – He's definitely on the radar. So um, he's not he's not a bad player. So um, that's one of the kinds of things you discover when you're doing the things the Thunder's doing. But man, it comes at a cost. Yeah. Um, I know that was short, but did we miss anything from uh, the Sacramento game? Stood out to you? I don't really guess so. I mean, Buddy Heald was sort of wasn't even involved in the. And they whacked him around particularly early. Um, so, you know, I, I remember. Yes, no, 
no Kings player like went crazy. It was just and just everybody shot pretty well. What they shoot? They shot. They shot sixteen of thirty six from three, but through three quarters it was fifteen of thirty two. So you know they got they don't have to, they got some decent players. Holmes inside is really good. I think um, uh, tonight uh, Delon Wright was much better. He, yeah, and they're still missing Fox. And Mo Harkless was he was probably their best tonight. He really he got going in that first half, and nobody, of course, for the Thunder really did. Yeah. Um, it's not worth talking about too much, but did want to go back to that Warriors game since we did not pod because it was a back to back. Um, just a historic shooting night from the Warriors. They shot 27 of 54 from three, too shy of the NBA record for three-pointers in a game. They set the all-time Golden State record for threes and um, consider that noteworthy given the uh, shooters who have played for that franchise. Uh, Curry, very like I had so much fun just watching him play last night because he, he's just – He's a total cheat code. Just how he shoots the ball is incredible. Um, I know he's not going to to win MVP or even, you know, finish second or probably third, but just the way that he has, like, willed that team to to be above 500. He was 14 of 26 overall, 11 of 21 from three. It's just a crazy shooting display from Steph Curry, even by his standards. It was nuts, and he was having fun with it. Um Lou Dort did not get in foul trouble, and still he got torched by by Curry. He's really – it's an amazing thing that he's doing, that he's done. So you got to tip your cap to him. Um, it's – the Warriors were on top of their game. The, uh, the Draymond Green, Seth Curry pick and roll situation is just basically unguardable. To top it off, Draymond Green was making threes Saturday night. So just just a total mess of a team to try to beat if you're the Thunder. Yeah. Um. Well, how uh, it'll be interesting. I, I mean, obviously it can't you know get worse, but this just feels like a thing where you know you asked a couple guys. How, how they were feeling and everything. It, it just seems like what you said at the beginning, like everyone is probably us included looking forward to the finish line, having those lottery odds finalized. I think the excitement will pick up again, certainly on lottery night. I don't know if it'll be excitement, um, more so anxiety probably from a Thunder perspective. But um, at this point, I know we've been uh, – we, we've been rolling out a development series, but I think that's even, you know, we, we, we've seen enough. We've seen enough. That's that's all I'll say. Uh, uh, it's, about time we, it's about time we did some arrested development. <laughs> you know, we put them in the clink and get on down the road. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a frustrating season, but – you know, uh, it's about to hit. The, it's about to hit the shore, and then we can see where it takes us. And it's going to go. You know, the, the lottery can always turn sideways on you. But the Thunder have put themselves where they wanted to be. They're in position to have good lottery odds. So, you know, you take you take your chances. And the next two nights, we've got teams. We've got matchups of two teams. 
uh, in the lottery chase with the Thunder. So that's always good. Somebody's got to lose. Or I'm sorry, somebody's got to win. So um, you know, it's 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 going to be uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun final week, just following the upside down standings. You ever been to Sacramento, Barry? I've never been to Sacramento, California. It's the darndest thing. <laughs> um, I've never been either, but I figure that you've been everywhere, so I I, I don't know too much about Sacramento. No reason to, the the only reason to go to Sacramento is to go see the Kings or go to uh, petition the California state government. <laughs> but I've never had reason to do either one of those two. So. Yeah, no Kings playoff series to cover. Uh, no, 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 no. And, uh, you know, it's not on the, it's not on any kind of freeway that you, you know, just go through. So, no, I've never been to Sacramento. Well, I've learned a lot about it, read a lot about it. I always thought it sounded like a really cool place, picturesque and pleasant and all those things. Apparently, it's not. Apparently, it's sort of a blue collar, even hard scrabble town to some degree. Um, so I don't know that it's any place, you know, a lot of the Pacific Coast cities are pretty cool, you know, to visit uh, from, a, uh, from an aesthetic standpoint, whether it's San Diego or L.A. or San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, wherever. Uh, I don't think Sacramento makes that cut. So, um, but no, never been to Sacramento. I think there's. I think there's three NBA cities I've never been to. I think is what it is. Toronto, what the other two? Toronto and Boston. Okay. Uh, I think that's it. Um, never been to Boston. It's the darndest thing. I got within about 40 miles last year, but didn't go down there. Um, and I've been about 30, 40 kilometers from Toronto and didn't go in. So um, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully I'll get to both places. Uh, if I never get to Sacramento, it'll be okay. That'll be okay. I'll be okay. Yeah, I, I like Boston quite a bit. I've never been to Toronto. It's it's quite high on the list of places I want to go. Sacramento, not not very high on that list. I, I have not slotted Sacramento anywhere. But it is the Thunder's final road trip of the season before they come back home for a couple of games to finish up. And they've got one more game against the Kings on um, – Tuesday night. So thank you guys for listening to the Thunder Buddies podcast and we'll be back with you then.